Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Okay, so you know those times when you're just scrolling through Instagram, desperately looking for some fitness inspiration? Well, look no further. Beverly Chang, who's the founder of Born to Sweat, is the place to go if you want to check out a woman in the gym, absolutely killing it, lifting heavy, being proud of it. And yeah, she's got abs for days. So before she was doing all this Born to Sweat magic, she actually had a full-time job in insurance. And in January of 2014, she posted, her first time on Born to Sweat and since then it's grown and grown and grown. Definitely, definitely deserving of everything that's happening. And um, I really enjoyed having Bev on the podcast because we talk about things that I think need to be talked about more. Things like gym intimidation. You know that feeling when you walk into a gym? I've had this where you walk in and you're like, I don't fit in here. Or I feel uncomfortable just working out in my sports bra because like, what if I'm showing too much skin? Well, you know what? We should not feel gym intimidated ever. And Bab has some really, really great thoughts on this. We also talk about her cat because she's got a really, really cute cat. And there's this wicked video of her twerking with her cat. It's just amazing. And even though she's absolutely killing it, she's got so much on the go. Like this woman does not just have one job. She's got a whole whack load of things like 30 days to fit program. She's got sweat getaways. She's engaged. Um, she's doing her thing. But she kind of felt... Like she was lacking direction at the beginning of the year and she talks all about what she did to get back on track and you know what it's all about having a solid solid morning routine so enjoy this week's episode with beverly chang well beverly i'm happy you're here <laughs> i'm happy you just ate a scone Me too. so for my diet today is consisted of a croissant an energy bar and more coffee and tea <laughs> I'm just really impressed with the way you said croissant. Croissant. <laughs> a croissant. Okay, I'm like 95% like English, but I was raised French for about five years, and there are certain words that I can't say English. Like Silenzion, I can oh, only stop. say French. And it's, it sounds so fucking snooty, but if I say Celine Dion, like I don't know how to say it properly. Celine, I like butcher everything. Like I can't speak any language <laughs> except for English. Yeah. Really, but so. croissant, you should just try it. Oh, it sounds fancy. Croissant. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's really bougie. Yeah, that is bougie. It's very me. So you just you just had scone for the first time today, and it's the afternoon. Yeah, it's the first thing I've eaten today. I don't usually eat until like noon, and then I taught a class, so twelve to one, and then I just yeah. came right here. So. So you don't do? You, are you intermittent fasting then? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been doing it for like four to five months now. I've heard only good things about it. Yeah. Like a lot of people at the office are doing it right now. Like a lot of the hosts, especially. And the main reason they want to do it, a lot of them, their motivation is like they don't want to be limited by their hunger cravings. 
So like mm-hmm. it's hard when you're filming or you're working your kind of job to always feel hungry or always be worried like when am I going to get my lunch in? When am I going to get my snack in? And they do it because they're like now I'm not like bound by all these meals. I like wait to eat until a certain time. I eat within that window and they also just feel so much better. Yeah, I think one of the main reasons I started doing it was because I snack a lot. Like, you'd be surprised after, like, at, like, 10 p.m., I'd be eating, like, a bag of chips, which is (laughs) kind of funny when you think about it. But so for me, it was, like, just easier when I said okay this is what I'm doing I'm doing intermittent fasting versus me just being like don't eat that bag of chips like when I actually had like an actual like structure of eating that just made me not snack so it's helped a lot and I feel like it was kind of affecting the way my body looked because if you eat a bag of chips at 10 p.m like you're gonna (laughs) all those carbs all that salt Yeah. yeah so that's kind of why I'm doing it and I just think it really works with my like my mornings so I've gotten used to it do you have coffee or tea or anything yeah I always have coffee okay mm-hmm. like around 9 30 p.m. do you have a black or do you allow yourself to put a little um, something no I probably do intermittent fasting completely wrong I no I don't want to I'm not throwing shade at you I'm just because I no. can't drink coffee black I can't I want to but I can't no like, I, I put cream can't. in it yes yeah at least yeah. there's no carbs at least you're not like putting carbs a bunch of carbs in the morning no I used to I used to have like whatever I wanted in the morning but I always felt really heavy so yeah. this way I kind of, I just feel, I, I feel better. Like I just yeah. feel like lighter and like more energetic. What's your cutoff time at night? Eight to nine. Okay. So you still get like a full eight to nine hours where you can like yeah. get in what you need to get in. Yeah. And it, like I said, like stops you from snacking at like 10. Nighttime snacking is, I have no, I have so much willpower when I wake up all day. I stay healthy, but then come nighttime, if I... I'm an emotional eater. It's like that tub of peanut butter is in my lap with a spoon. And then I'm like, why, why, why? Like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I eating crunchy? Because crunchy peanut butter is so good. But like, it's so so bad. But I feel like if I left, I've always wanted to try intermittent fasting. And this is always my excuse. But I'm going to be hangry. And then I'm going to be a bitch. And then I can't do my job. Yeah, you got to know. I honestly, like, got through it so easily. Like, the first month when you start it is kind of hard. But, like yeah. like I said, I haven't even eaten. It's 1 o'clock, and I'm yeah. not even that bad. Yeah. So you your body gets used to it, I found, at yeah. least. I think it differs for everyone. Um, but the more you do it, the more, like, the like the more, like, your system just kind of, yeah. like, understands. Okay, I'm not eating till noon. I can stave Dear off hunger. body, I will not be eating every hour on the hour. Because it used to be that, like, snacking was a thing. Remember, like, yeah. in the oh world, like, God. the trend was eat three meals and two to three snacks a day. I and know. then you're basically, like, constantly, like, packing, packing lunch, eating your snacks, making sure you get your snacks in. I honestly think it's just whatever works for you. Yeah. If you are somebody who wants to eat five times a day and that's, like, those are big meals and that works for you, mm-hmm. do it. Like, why? I just think it's crazy how a new trend will come out and everyone thinks they have to do it. No, do whatever like your body feels like or whatever works with your schedule. If you work out at 6 a.m., it's like likely you're not going to not want to eat till noon. Yeah. So. No, it's got to be what initially made you want to do it. Is it, is it because of the big wedding? Oh my God. (laughs) No, no. I haven't even thought like Adam tried to talk about the wedding this morning and I'm like, let's think about it later. I just can't. I just don't want to. But no, I started because I was getting ready for a trip. Oh, because I was going to Sri Lanka. Okay. Um, so I wanted to still like look really lean. Yeah, I wasn't going to be working out when I was there. So I just wanted to like kind of set myself up for success. So I was like, okay, I'll do intermittent fasting for a month and see how it goes. And I just really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. So I just kept doing it. Maybe I'm going to try it. Do it. Yeah. And then whatever. If I'm cranky, I'm cranky. You I'll won't just... be. Maybe for a week. Yeah. I think as long as I'm allowed or I allow myself to have a coffee or tea or something in the morning. Or sparkling water. 
Oh, yeah. And sparkling water with, like, lime juice. Although, anytime I have anything carbonated, I get very burpy. Oh. Like, very burpy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just comes out quick, so. You're, like, on TV burping. <laughs> Probably would not be the least classy thing I've done, but also definitely not the classiest. Um, okay, so, Born to Sweat, like, congratulations on everything that it's become. Like, how long has it been in existence? Five years. Whoa. Yeah. Five years. I know. I started it when I, in 2014, I came out with my first blog post, like January 2nd. Um, And yeah, I just kept growing it from there. The first year it looked like a disaster. Like it was, every photo was taken on like an iPhone 4 (laughs) in like dark lighting. I don't know if anyone was reading my blog, um, but I don't know. I just really loved it. I was working in insurance. So it was kind of like my outlet. I loved, I literally loved it. I would film like three workouts a week and post it like three times a week on my blog um and yeah just kind of kept growing I can't believe you were in insurance before I know like, it's so bad but like when I think of someone in insurance I definitely don't think you I, which is bad no, I shouldn't I even throw that stereotype out there but like insurance seems like such like a cut and dry job it's just, yeah like, did you have to dress corporate uh, no, my it's pretty laid back okay. in insurance it's like actually really laid back in insurance almost too much but yeah, it was a very, it wasn't, it didn't instill like passion in me. <laughs> like I was not passionate about it, yeah. but it was such a chill job that I would literally write blog posts at my desk. That's Like great. I would like bang out like three blog posts in an afternoon and <laughs> I would have nothing to do in insurance. So it worked really well in that sense. And that's probably why I stayed there for yeah. so long. Um, so. so what was that transition process like? Like when did you realize I'm going to do... Mm-hmm. my passion and follow my passion full-time well born to sweat was growing quite rapidly especially in 2016 and so i was basically working two jobs i'd work like eight till four in insurance go work out and then work from like six till nine thirty yeah. on my blog or instagram and that's it was it worked well i was making like good money i was very happy and i did that for about a year And then at one point I like started waking up and I would just like be so unhappy and I'm like a very happy, energetic person. And I just felt down, like felt down on myself. I just didn't want to go to work that day. I didn't like, I didn't want to put on clothes, you know, like I wasn't depressed, but I was just like not happy with what I was doing. And that, I let that happen for about three months. And like every month I was like, I got to leave. Like I don't need this insurance job. I'm making money through like all born to sweat stuff. And so I just kept saying it, and then I told my parents, and I told Adam, and he, everyone was like, well, as long as you can pay your mortgage. And I was like, I can. So I just kind of kept saying it until one day I just said it to my boss. And yeah, it was a smooth transition, but it took me like a while to kind of get myself to that yeah. spot where I was like, okay, I'm ready. Because it's a big risk. Like I feel like now more than ever, people are are motivated to create their own businesses mm-hmm. if they have that in them but you're also leaving a stable job pension every two th- benefits yeah. yeah oh yeah paid vacation you leave paid it all vacation all of it although now hopefully you're able to vacation but also make it work which yeah is yes nice and no yeah. a little bit you don't really yeah <laughs> i mean vacationing is important to do just for you too which is great. exactly yeah. you don't like what it sucks sometimes because like when i go on vacation i feel like oh my God, like what photo can I get? What photo can I get? Because I'm in a different spot. And it sometimes sucks to bring that mindset into vacation Mm -hmm. with you. But so I try to kind of like calm it down a little bit. But But you also have Adam who's super supportive of you and is very good at taking pictures of you. Well, it's... Like you've trained him well. well. uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you're like this good. angle, really not that angle. Yeah. Oh, every time my boyfriend takes a picture of me and he goes straight on and from like a little bit low of an angle, I'm like, why? Why would you do that to me? That's not flattering. That's not nice. You know, it's either got to be real low on but the ground to look tall or look good, which yeah. is super cute. <laughs> you got to think of it like that. Um, I so talk to me about these 30 day transformations you do mm-hmm. because I love that you do this because I think sometimes it's terrifying to go into the fitness community. If you're new to it or like you used to work out, but you don't anymore, you're not feeling super confident, but you want to dabble. It can be really fucking intimidating to go to a gym. But I think when there's something palatable, like 30 days, like people can commit 30 days to something. That's exactly it. So when I created 30 days to fit, um, I didn't want to just create a workout program. Anyone could create a workout program. Uh, but I wanted to create something that when women go through it, they are learning as well. So they're educating themselves on the different muscles in their body, why a certain exercise, like why you feel a certain exercise somewhere and like how that's strengthening your body. Um, I wanted them to feel independent at the end of that program so they could take those workouts and be like, okay, I can apply this into my own life. And then at the same time, I also wanted them to switch their mindset from being like, okay, I always have to be reliant on a program to one that's like, I can walk into a gym and know exactly what I'm doing. So I was trying to set them up for success in more ways than just physically. Um, So yeah, we do these 30 day transformation challenges and it's really fun. Everyone is part of a Facebook group and it's extremely motivating and it helps everyone stay accountable. Like people will post every single day and be like, I didn't want to go to the gym today, but I saw so-and-so went and it's like snowing and she made it out, so I'm gonna go too. And it's just really inspiring to see, like it's changed a lot of the way people look at going to the gym or like what they even wear. Like some people used to go in like full, full leggings, big baggy t-shirt, and now they go in a sports bra and shorts. Like it's changed a lot for them. So yeah, it's it's been a really interesting and fun experience. How many have you done? Or is it something people can get online? People can, you can sign up whenever. Okay. So you can do it on your own if you just want to like change up your routine. But if you feel like you need that accountability um, and want to do it with like a group of women, I do these transformation challenges like three, four times a year. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like a bunch of people sign up at the same time. They all start on the same day and just go through the 30 days. How proud are you of these women when they complete the 30 days? Like you must get the wildest testimonials of like how it's changed their lives, the way they feel about themselves, the way they carry themselves on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's honestly, I do. And some of these women have done it like for like the entire program, it's 30 days. Some women have done it four five, even six times because they just like love to keep going back and seeing how their strength has progressed, how their body changes and how their confidence changes. We do live videos and like even at the end, everyone was like those live videos, like it almost felt like I was there with them every day, like every step of the way. And yeah, it's just been really incredible to see and hear some of their experiences. And like yeah. you're changing lives. You're changing yeah. lives. I know. It like really excites me. And I don't think I give myself enough credit when yeah. I hear that or yeah. when people say that to me. But yeah, it's like I love it. I love it a lot. What when people come to you and they wanna they wanna get fit, they wanna get healthier, what's like the body part? that they're talking about. I feel like it changes like food trends and diet trends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Most of the time it's always like stomach, trying to lose that little pouch. Um, sometimes it's just like firming up the legs. Yeah. A lot of women want to like firm up the legs, get rid of their cellulite, um, work on their inner thighs, yeah. things like that. But I always promote like just a strong, healthy body. Like I don't just do 
butt workouts four days a week. Like we are developing a well-rounded functional physique. Yeah. So like strong back, strong upper body, strong legs, strong everything, but also working on your cardio. So like a lot of women and people in general, I think try to shy away from cardio. Yeah but you need that for your cardiovascular system and just to like maintain an overall healthy physique and body. So yeah, we like focus on every like aspect. And when you do cardio, you typically do sprints, right? Yeah. Do you recommend that? Like recommending short intervals over like a long, slow jog? I think it really depends on what you prefer. I don't have the like patience or focus to do a slow run for longer than five kilometers and I love to push my body to the limits so I love to do sprints whereas some people love to like run for an hour so I think it really depends on whatever you like but I do always suggest like adding in cardio at least like once a week just for your heart you know I love it Mm -hmm. yeah I do like that with your workouts even the question about what people ask to be targeted sometimes People will go in and be like, this is where I'm self-conscious. Mm-hmm. But the best thing is to do a full rounded workout. You can't just do crunches all day, every day, no. that's it, and all of a sudden get abs. Especially because that muscle group is so much smaller than you know your legs or your bum yeah. or your back. So going full body is going to benefit everything. Yeah. And people ask me they, all the time, they're like, how often do you train abs? I literally never train abs. Like maybe twice a month, if that, and then I'll do it like for five minutes. My abs came from my diet and from performing like front squats, back squats, like chin ups. Like that is how I developed those. Not from doing like ab exercises that had nothing to do with it. Note to self. No, because especially when you, you're squatting deep, you're squatting heavy, like your core has to be engaged. Oh, There's it's no firing. way you can get yeah. back up unless that core is tight. Absolutely. I. You okay. know exactly what you're talking about. You don't need me. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but I mean, I say that, and that, like, I go do abs, and I'm like, why, why? Like, you know those things where you just, like, you know better, but you still end up doing it. But then hearing you say that, I'm like, of course, Chloe, you know that. You have to squat. Yeah. You have to lift heavy. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, we see you on social media. You definitely don't shy away from heavy weights. Like, sometimes there are numbers that you post, and I'm like, shit, that is, you're basically lifting, like, a person and a half. <laughs> Were you always open to lifting weights like this, or is this something that kind of changed and evolved over time? Definitely evolved and changed over time. Um, When I, so I played rugby for several years and when I played rugby, we were practicing more versus like in the gym as much. And I was still pretty young. This was from the ages of like 17 to like 22. Um, So I was like more on the field than I was in the gym. And then when I would go in the gym, it was more high intensity style training versus like heavy squatting, heavy deadlifts. Um, And then a trainer introduced it to me when I was back in Vancouver. He introduced like back squats and deadlifts to me. And I didn't think that I had the capabilities to perform those lifts. And he was like, no, no, you can. And so it like honestly wasn't until he was like, you can do it, that I actually started lifting heavier and then heavier and heavier. And sometimes I think that's just what people need. Like one person to be like, you do have that ability to do this. And it like can change, like it can completely change your whole mindset. And then, especially when you do lift heavy, or at least for me personally, the rush I feel afterwards, and also just the pride, mm-hmm. like knowing that I can do that, that yeah. carries on and it like feeds your next workout and it feeds your next workout. Yeah, like absolutely, yeah. You can like do one lift and then the next week you add on 10 more pounds and yeah. it's just so exciting yeah. to see those changes. Do you find that there's still a little bit of struggle with women with lifting heavy weights or is that changing? Because I know for a long time it was really common, you know, lightweights, heavy reps, and like that may work for some people, but 
is are they are women at least the women you've interacted with more open to lifting heavy and not just having that be like a man's sport yeah i think that is one of the good things about social media these days is that there are so many popular girls on instagram who are like promoting heavy lifting and like bringing that to a wider audience and showing them like you can really build a great physique through lifting heavy um but i think a lot of women when they even though they want to go to the gym and squat and deadlift and do all that i think they're intimidated to get in there because there's all these bros in there lifting heavy things and just kind of like taking over the weight room and we've we just think like okay i'm not welcome there i'll just go to a workout class Mm -hmm. instead but we're trying i'm trying really hard to change that narrative around it and like tell women like you are welcome in the in the weight room like you belong there just as much as anyone else there's nothing to be scared of if you're confused ask ask a trainer ask like somebody who thinks or looks like they know what they're doing um so i think that a lot of women want to they're just a little scared gym intimidation as you call it yeah gym intimidation is a real thing 100 percent. i do like that you're changing the narrative but also you mentioned it earlier but just like rocking what you want to rock like you rock short shorts and a sports bra like seeing you fully clothed right now is actually very weird i'm super uncomfortable right like you probably (laughs) would just be happier and as much as i don't think i'm quite comfortable enough to rock that i like seeing women do that because I'm like it's okay you don't have to feel that like you're too naked or you're Mm -hmm. too exposed like if that's what you feel comfortable in when you're going to work out then wear it Mm -hmm. because we shouldn't have to feel like we have to cover up just because we're at a gym and also it's probably just easier anyways with like mobility and heat yeah and like I sweat a lot so I can't even wear clothes at the gym (laughs) so yeah both both function and just because it's what I like But no, I fully agree. Like, go to the gym, wear what you want to wear. If you want to wear your matching outfit, if you want to wear a face full of makeup, if that's what makes you feel comfortable, do it. If you want to go in, like, a baggy shirt and leggings, wear that. Like, whatever you're comfortable with, and then just, like, work your way up from there. I love it. So you played rugby. Mm -hmm. So have you just always been into health and into fitness? Yeah, like, ever since literally elementary school. My mom would pick my brother and I up. after school when we were in elementary and she would literally sit with a book in the playground while my brother and I played on the playground for like an hour every single day like we've always been super active um like growing up I did track and field I played badminton like wrestling literally any sport and then rugby is the one that stuck for me so played that for from the ages of like 16 to 22 and then after like university, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna go into insurance. I'm gonna go into insurance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm take a break. I'm yeah, take a break. And at 21, you went through like a pretty rough time. You were doing rugby, and then you got a bout of pneumonia that made you like you had to stay in the hospital for a week. Yeah. So that actually happened when I was 22. I was living in Toronto, yeah. doing like I was doing my training program in insurance, and then I flew back to Vancouver to do my first like, like week there at that office and I was like okay I gotta make a good impression I'm gonna be working in this office like I gotta like look good feel good and then the first day of my work there I came down with pneumonia and the next day I couldn't come into work I just stayed in my hotel room my HR people were like are you okay I'm like I'm fine I'm fine day two um couldn't go into work again they were like concerned about me I honestly thought it was just some weird flu yeah and then on the third day they literally had to come and like pick me up, put me in a taxi and take me to the hospital. And they were like, yeah, uh, you have pneumonia. And because I had waited three days to go into hospital, it started attacking my kidneys. So then I had kidney failure. 
So this was like a shock to me. I never in my life thought I would get pneumonia, especially in like such a vulnerable situation, like traveling on my own for a work thing. Uh, So I was in hospital for a week and yeah, I just had to get like lots of fluids. I had a catheter. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I had a a diaper. Oh, even sexier. I know, I know. But I, I only ask because I know for me, working out is like how I keep my mental health strong. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the best therapy I've found for me personally. And you, you've had fitness in your life as such a, a prominent component for years since you were a kid playing on the playground. Did that affect you? And like, how did you come back from that? Because obviously being in the hospital for a week, bedridden, you, you, your body changes. Like it, it's crazy how fast it changes. It was insane. I lost 15 pounds in one week. I went from like the fittest I've ever felt in my life to literally not being able to walk. Like I could walk three steps and I'd be tired. Uh, So after that week in hospital, I went back to Calgary, stayed at my parents' place for two weeks. And then I flew back to Toronto. And it wasn't until a month later, I'd say, that I started working out again. And I literally was at the bottom, like lost 15 pounds, lost all my strength, lost all my endurance. And of course I was super depressed. Like it it really hit me hard, but when I was ready to get back into it, I told myself like, you're going to get back to where you were and you're going to pass that. And it took a lot of tears. It took a lot of determination, but eventually I like got back to where I was and yeah. What did, cause that's a tough experience. The fact that you even like got up, got back to that place. What did that teach you about yourself? Did you learn anything about yourself through that time? Um, I guess I learned that if I put my mind to it, if I just ignore the hardships and like ignore just all the things that are telling me like, you can't do this, it's gonna take a long time, might as well give up, like I can just push past that. And not just me, like anybody. If you just put your mind to it, you can get back to where you were and you can like, like surpass that in yourself. Um, Yeah, it was, it would really hit me, but I think it was a good experience for me to have to like really understand also what other people are going through. Like as a trainer, knowing somebody hasn't worked out for like three years, knowing what it's like for them to like get back into it. So it really gave me the perspective of like other clients that I train and work with. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like experience that you probably didn't want to have but now that you have it you're probably more empathetic and more understanding yes but like yeah maybe this person was super fit back in the day but having all that time off they're mm-hmm. they're gonna be a little shakier they're gonna be maybe a little bit less confident a little more in their head mm-hmm. starting from like zero and yeah. then working your way up like yeah wow well you came back you surpassed I'm here and also like it probably made you appreciate your just your health like you were healthy you were healthy and you got yeah. pneumonia at 22 you know what? I don't know if actually I was as healthy as I thought I was. I was at that time, I was doing Muay Thai. I was doing Muay Thai about six days a week. My days looked like this. I would get to the office for 8.30. I would, do, I would end work at 4.30. And then I waited around for two hours downtown Toronto for my Muay Thai class to start at 6.30. It was a two hour class. And so usually I didn't get home till nine. So I was actually out from like 8 a.m. till 9 p.m six days a week or like five days a week and then once on the weekend and I wasn't drinking as much protein as I should have been I don't think I was fueling my body with like the right like nutrients and like food so in hindsight I don't think I was actually as healthy as I thought I was Mm -hmm. and so 
when I came back, I was like, hey, no more training six days a week. Like, you got to take a couple days off, one in between your workouts. You got to drink more protein. You got to eat more vegetables. Uh, so it, it, it did actually change the way I approached fitness and approached my workouts. I need to come to one of your retreats one day. Oh my god. Oh shit, they look so good. Yeah. Katina, shout out to you girl. You killed it on the photo front. They looked like, it looked fun. It was obviously very fit focused, mm -hmm. but it wasn't hoity-toity, like no fun is allowed. No, no. We drank like every night. <laughs> I, I hope there was lots of tequila involved. Oh yeah. What was that like putting that together and then also finally experiencing it? Because obviously I can't even imagine how much work goes into that. It was a lot of work. It took us about a year to put it all together from like the inception of the idea to yeah. actually like running the retreat. It was about a year. Um, it was pretty crazy because my friend, she works in the hotel like travel industry. So she had the hookup with the hotel. I obviously had the hookup with the audience and the fitness. So it was a very good partnership. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until like we put a hold down on all the rooms. It wasn't until I went to the bank and put like $5,000 onto a wire transfer of my own money that I was like, wow, we're actually doing this and I have to sell this <laughs> out sell because otherwise I'm not getting that money back. And that's yeah. the first time I've ever actually put my own money into something and like taken that risk. Uh, so it was an incredible experience. I think the reason why it was so successful was because everybody who came on this retreat came alone. Nobody came with a friend, nobody came with a partner, brother, sister. Everyone came solo and it just opened the floor to like becoming more vulnerable, to like being more open to meeting people. And it was like, we laughed, we cried, we sweat. It was such a good retreat. Like immediately, like as soon as we came back, we're like, we got to do another one. So, which is a good, which is a good sign. Cause you probably were so exhausted at the same time. Oh my gosh. So tired. Like did, you're did you on. have all the, like, was there free time? Was every, was everything organized? Like, I can't even imagine like the logistics of planning a retreat like that for that yeah. many people in a different place. Yeah. So I love to organize and schedule. So it actually wasn't as challenging. Okay. And the good thing is the hotel that we were at had a lot of different activities. So we could always like incorporate those into our days. But the thing was we had two movement sessions a day, whether that was a workout, whether it was a stretch session, whether it was yoga, um, a beach run, whatever. There was always two movement sessions. And we had about three to four hours every day of free time. So people could go get photos taken yeah. with Bettina. They could go down to the beach and relax. They could read their book. Um, and we also did a lot of group activities. We had workshops, we had like snorkeling the cenote. We did like excursions like around the, um, around the resorts. Yeah. So yeah. So jam packed. Mm -hmm. So are you in the planning phases? No. <laughs> oh my God. No. Just a couple, a couple things going on at the moment. Yeah. Just one or two things well, right now. I would definitely want to come next time. I had November. the most FOMO. November's my birthday month. That'll be my birthday treat to myself. Come, treat yourself. Come. You have to. It's so fun. And also great motivation to work out. Yeah. <laughs> then you're just going to be like living in a bathing suit. That's exactly it. Um, you posted a lot of great photos and moments from that trip, but my favorite one was where you said something that someone had actually said to you from that retreat. And they said, you are exactly the same person in real life as you are on Instagram, which is saying a lot because authenticity on social media is something that I think everyone strives for, but I think sometimes it's easier to put up certain elements of our life or certain moments yeah. of our day. Like when that person said that to you, like how did you feel? I feel like that's the nicest compliment you can yeah. get, especially as someone who's so prominent on social media in the fitness world. 
It, do, it, it made me feel really good. I actually, like, I had a few guests say that to me because a lot of them just came because they were Instagram followers. Like, they didn't know who I was personally. Um, so, yeah, it was a really amazing feeling to get that feedback, just to know that, like, I put out there, like, exactly who I am. I don't have to... And that, that's easier for me, too. Like, if I was always trying to, like, put on a facade or be somebody else on yeah. social media, like, I would get so confused. Like, who am I today? <laughs> uh, so it was, like, it was it was a really kind thing for them to tell me that. And I just, like, yeah, it really lit up my day. You're like, aw. Yeah. They like me for me. Right? Yeah. Like, I can <laughs> like, be... That's a really this- nice... <laughs> Exactly. Like, I know I'm a total weirdo. I know I, I, like, try to make jokes all the time. Some of them, like, do really well. Some of them <laughs> fail. But, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, who I am. And, like, the fact that I can put that out there and just be accepted yeah. for it is, like... You are multifaceted, as is everyone, but you're very multifaceted. Like, you are silly in some captions. You are extra in some photos. <laughs> you're a badass in some of those videos. You're inspiring in captions. Aww. And then you post things like twerking and your cat just putting... This little paw yeah. on your butt. Yeah. That is by it's far my favorite, favorite video <laughs> that I've ever seen. And like, I've never seen an animal do that. I've seen animals give paw, maybe give a high five, mm. but never like <laughs> paw to butt mid twerk. I know. Like your cat and you have the weirdest relationship. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. He's, the thing is he's so needy. And like, sometimes if we've been out all day, he just wants to like touch you. Like he just wants to reach out. And yeah, he was doing that to me. And Adam was like, okay, twerk, see what he does. And <laughs> he, he came through. I love it. I love it. He just needed some affection. He, do- he, he wanted some, he just wanted to support. He wanted to give you a high five for the booty. Yeah, bag, he did. Know? And he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read, I obviously did like a bit of a deep dive on you. And something oh. that really, really stuck with me is when you wrote that you started 2019 with a confused mentality and no clear direction of where you wanted to take Born to Sweat. You felt that none were successful enough and weren't excited about what you were doing, which was such a vulnerable and honest caption because I think if you were just to look at your photos and just to kind of take a quick glance people people probably do think you're crazy successful you're Mm -hmm. killing it you're doing so well and yet still with what you're doing you're still like everybody else you still wake up some days and you're just like I don't know if I'm doing the right thing I don't know if I'm doing enough like are you doing are you feeling better about everything now oh yeah feeling a lot better it was um because the thing is i run a lot of separate businesses i run my online program i run the retreat i run my workout classes my instagram account my blog and when you have all these things that are separate and some of them are bringing in money and some of them aren't you really start to think like where am i going with this Mm -hmm. like what what do i want to do with my life um so it was uh, yeah i was very confused i didn't have any like clear direction and i just felt like i was doing all these things but i wasn't doing any of them as good as i wanted them all to be and i think it was just like a little mindset shift just recognizing that not every business that i start is going to be making money right from the get-go and it really helped for me to i changed my morning routine i went from just like waking up and starting to work to waking up like 30 to 60 minutes earlier and writing in my journal and meditating and really like taking that time for myself and then i also hired a business coach and he's more on the strategic side but it still helped me kind of get a bigger picture of like what is possible and like what direction i can go in so those things combined really helped me a lot and like if 
you, if you're listening and you're somebody that's like kind of needs that help as yeah. well, find a mentor, find somebody who's doing something similar in your industry and just like talk to them and like get an idea of what options are out there and what opportunities you have. I didn't realize that business coaches were a thing, but it makes sense. There's life coaches, business coaches. Oh. Cause sometimes even if you have a mentor that will be helpful, but it may only take you so far mm-hmm. that outsourcing and getting someone who has way more experience and just has the, the brain power to kind of look at your ideas and turn them into businesses. Mm-hmm. It probably is just like one extra little toolkit you can have to get to the next level. And also when you're paying somebody <laughs> quite a bit of money, uh, you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. So you want to like actually implement the things that they're telling you to do. And I think I'm very good at that anyway, but he pushed me even harder yeah. to get myself to another level. And I would have taken a long, much longer time to get it done yeah. than had I been like, okay, I'm paying like quite a bit of money for this. Like yeah. I'm going to actually do it. It's interesting how when you have to invest, like financially invest into something, how it does give you that extra drive. Cause you work mm-hmm. hard for what you have. Mm-hmm. So you're going to put that into something else. Then, you know, you're going to want to get the I like that you meditate in the morning. It's something that I've been talking about doing and thinking about doing forever, but I've just haven't actually committed. I like wake up, coffee, wash my face, walk to work. Like it's just so cut and dry. Yeah. And on my walk to work is when I'll do my moments of gratitude. Yeah. But I really have always wanted to implement meditation in the morning. Like what does that look like for you? Are you sitting on a cushion? Are you listening to an app? Is it two oh. minutes? Is it 10 minutes? <laughs> oh, I'm very zen. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I've like changed who I am. Like I would like wake up, I like write in my journal and then like I like candles. Like I don't even you know like candles I, in the morning? Oh yeah. I don't even know who I am anymore. This is not me. Um, meditation used to be something that I was like, that's woo woo. Like I don't need that. Yeah. But I had insomnia for two years and I was like, I'm willing to try anything. And so that's when I started meditating literally cured my insomnia not even kidding uh i would got maybe like four to five hours of sleep three to five hours of sleep a night for two years meditated for like a month and it like i don't even know it changed so if something like meditation can cure my insomnia i'm gonna do it every day you know so i just yeah so what i do i wake up around 6 30 7 o'clock depending on how late I went to bed and then I light my candles and I write in my journal for like 15 minutes and then I sit on my like I have this little cushion thing I bring my candle over with me I have a plant to my left so it's very zen and then I use the calm app they have yes. a daily calm and it's like 10 minutes long and I just do that every morning 10 minutes and there's an app to guide you yeah yeah important question what does your candle smell like Oh, I have all types of candles. I have one that smells like rose, one that smells like Tofino, apparently. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what it says. <laughs> you just go based on what you're feeling? Because, like, the scent, I bet you, has an effect on you. Like, the way it's going into your brain. Maybe. Yeah, I've never thought about that. I just, like, I just love the smell of the candle. Yeah. yeah. So I just, like, whatever, like, I try to, like, finish one and then, like, start yeah. on another one. And aside from a... Uh, opening the app, the Calm app on my phone, I don't look at my phone for like 30 to 60 minutes because I don't want to know yeah. <laughs> what's going on on Instagram. I don't want to know who's emailed me. I just want to like wake up, drink water, like relax for a bit and like yeah. kind of get into the day and then I'll start working. I love that. Yeah. I'm okay, I'm going to give Calm a try. Do I it. Really do. do it. I, I'm like, I don't get paid for this. But not like, you sponsored. Gotta, not <laughs> sponsored. You can do like a seven days of calm and it's yeah. free. And then like I did that. I did the free trial and immediately I was like, I'm buying it. It's like $70 for the year. Headphones or no headphones? If Adam is 
sleeping, I'll yeah. put headphones in. Okay. If Adam's gone, I'll just do it like yeah. with my phone. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to go to sleep so I can wake up and try. I am excited for you. Like it's Sunday morning. I'm going to meditate. Dude, you're going to love I'm gonna it. I'm going to think of you. I need a candle. I need to go candle shopping. Get your candles. <laughs> go to HomeSense. Get your candles. Uh, yeah, it's like, I, it's, it's so nice. Like it's so relaxing. I honestly feel like it's changed me a lot. Wow. Yeah. Well, even you, you say I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, this is just you. This is you like version 2.0. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool. Which is cool. Okay. Well, before I end, I always ask everybody the same question. Um, what does healthy is hot mean to you? Well, if it's, if I can just go with one word, healthy is hot to me means sweat. Yeah. Just because sweat is everything to me. Um, I think it's hot when girls and guys, anyone sweats because it makes, it shows how hard you're working and how much you care about your body because you're pushing it to its limits like every time. And so I think that's hot. And also we were born to sweat. We were born so. to sweat. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. And just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. A huge thanks to the Thompson Hotel for hosting us today. So if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.